This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. hat <laughs> look at that perfectly timed perfectly timed <laughs> awesome awesome uh welcome back everybody to yet another episode of radio techers i am of course uh tanner your host aka the texas gentleman and here with me we've got uh the one the only mr stephen grudy as well as the hardest working man in all of podcasting uh our good friend mags mags stephen how are y'all doing today I mean, I was all right. This uh, this game kind of pissed me off, but it is what it is. <laughs> and and I can only say, Guten Tag, and welcome to Das Bundesliga Show. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, speaking of uh, Das Bundesliga Show, uh, we are going to hit some breaking news. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know we are a Premier League-centric show. Uh, however, because we do also cover uh, Champions League stuff on Wednesday, um, I figured it'd be only proper to bring up some breaking news that uh, happened just as of, as of this morning. Uh, Lucien Favre of Borussia Dortmund is out. He is gone. Uh, he is no longer manager of Borussia Dortmund. Um, it is uh, quite a surprise Um <laughs> Uh, considering how they have pr- uh, progressed in the Champions League uh, so far. Um, but uh, Mags, as you pointed out, they are currently in fifth place. They did lose 5-1 yesterday. Um, it is an odd result considering Lucien Favre was uh, someone long heralded by Dortmund, somebody who uh, was uh, they, they waited patiently uh, for to take the reins of the club. And uh, he's out only after a few years. Yeah, and, and it's even more surprising because Dortmund are not normally a club that sacks managers. Normally their managers tend to go on to, to bigger and better jobs. So it, it's it's very interesting how the the Champions League form has been 
almost exemplary. Uh, but the the fact that they've only won one in five in the Bundesliga, um, surely uh, that's what's what's uh, finished uh, finished the the job for for Lucien Favre. Be they must have somebody manned to to come in uh, because this is a super super talented squad full of young hungry players and yeah you know, it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see who's going to take the reins there at uh, at, at, at Dortmund. Mm-hmm. I know as of right now, Eden uh, Eden Terzic or Terzic. I'm not quite sure what the pronunciation is. Uh, he's a uh, someone from the staff. Uh, he will be heading up Dortmund at least in the short term. Um, we we there is some historical precedence here. Uh, uh, Bayern Munich, of course, did this last year and of course went on to win the Champions League and had one of the most dominant sides in all of Europe. Um, not saying that Dortmund is going to absolutely replicate those results, but it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wanted to, to hit y'all with some breaking news, of course. Uh, we appreciate uh, you guys joining us here in the chat. We've got Matt in the chat says, Gurr, three defeats in five. We'll get him fired. Uh, yeah, possibly. Uh, usually it's cooler three weeks in German accent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> appreciate you joining us here in the chat here, buddy. Um Let's move on to, uh, I guess, what would be, I would consider, the top story of the week. Top story. The Manchester Derby. Did it it happen? Did did it happen? I'm I'm very confused. Yeah. Might as well have not. (laughs) If a game is televised, does it mean that it actually happened? Like, falls <laughs> in the forest. Did anybody see it? It, um, it, it felt like they both made a deal at the uh, before kickoff. Were yeah, we're not going to put much effort in today. Let's just both take a point and uh, and and. <laughs> I mean, that's a stretch. I mean, there were chances. I've got to. Um, I've got to give props to to City. They did try and break down Manchester United and. Uh, Maguire was a rock. Uh, Lindelof played really, really well. And then uh, when you get to um, Manchester United being unable to score, it was kind of nine there. City's defence was pretty poor, but United's attack was was worse. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just a it was just a stalemate. Nobody came out of this game looking. Uh, better than they did when they started, uh, apart from probably Maguire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steven, it, uh, you and I were on the couch yesterday watching the game uh, before we did radio, t- uh, not radio techers, headlock talk. Yeah. After Dark Six, after yes. go and check Six. it out. After yeah. this, go and check it out. Yeah. We definitely did not talk about into cups. No, that no. didn't happen. We nope. couldn't make it six minutes into the show without you bring. We're. Oh. Uh, I'm saying we didn't we, talk about that. We had four people watching. Now we only have two. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, oh. Yeah. So the uh, Manchester Derby. It was. Um, I mean, in a word, honestly, yeah. it, it was just very, very boring. Uh, I've seen 
both teams in much better form. Uh, I'm not sure if it, if it was anything necessarily where, you know, like Meg says, just like, all right, we're just going to, we're just going to take the point and, and, you know, we'll, we'll try this again next year or, or whatever. But uh, I mean, it, it was, yeah, it was just a stalemate. Uh, there, there were a few chances throughout the game, but, but really not enough to keep me intrigued with it. And, and it, it was just very back and forth uh, midfield heavy all, all the way through the game. And yeah. Nothing happened, basically. I think the only kind of real talking point was the uh, potential penalty uh, when uh, Rashford was fouled, but it was offside. And the only reason I'd say that that was a, a talking point is was because the camera were good at Solskjaer, and he wouldn't even leave his seat. You can tell that he's a manager who knows his days are numbered uh, at the club. Mm. He just he seems to have given up. Um, and he's just counting counting the days until he, he's given the Lucian Favre treatment. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I want to bring up actually on that note uh, an interesting quote uh, because I, I, I quotes. Um, let me see if I can actually pull it back up. <laughs> um, uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer in true form said that uh, he was actually very, very proud of this result. It, and it was it the did. best result it that he absolutely had did. for a Manchester derby. Yeah. Um, Wat is... Um, is a fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Ollie... That's, a, that's an interesting take. Um... <laughs> I thought that Manchester City was was very very poor. I mm-hmm. thought that uh, they they were hardly clinical at all. Um, mm. They they had they were very toothless. They even struggled to string together any proper passes. Um, a bigger concern is that neither team looked like they were prepared to even put on any substitutes. They, I think they were right. they were perfectly willing to let the game ride with just. Mm-hmm the players that were on the pitch in the starting lineup Mm -hmm. it's i don't know man yeah i I think i think it was clear that uh something wasn't working in in both lineups uh very early on in the game uh but yeah Mm -hmm. both coaches were were not willing to to do any subs and uh i don't know i'm really not sure what what happened getting the point and that's it yeah and i think the most telling statistic is uh between the two they had 20 shots on goal and only four on target two two on target apiece uh it's just it, it it says everything you need to know about this game that it was played in the middle of the park and right. it was very 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 dire to watch yeah, well, I think a lot of that comes from just the the fact that none of I mean either of the teams weren't really able to string any like plays together. There wasn't a lot, a lot of forward momentum, and so all of those shots that you get are like the the hail mary shots, where just because that they somehow found their way by the goal, and so we're going to try to get the ball towards there, but with, with only four shots on the goal. I mean that, like you said, Max, I think that tells the whole story there. Mm-hmm. What was what was interesting is it, it almost seemed at points that even the players seemed disinterested in that and actually what was happening like they yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like uh, particularly on Manchester United's part it seemed as though and there's been that rumor going around right that Manchester United doesn't even really train they don't really take like train for plays or train uh, much ahead of the game they they do physical fitness and that's about it. And if that rumor is true, you could kind of see that uh, yeah. in what was happening yesterday. You know, they they seemed like 
there was not a uh, planned approach. Like they weren't stringing together plays that they probably might have otherwise worked on uh, in in practice leading up to the game. Uh, they they seemed like they were improvising each and every step of the way there, Mag <laughs> and Stephen. Yep, that that makes absolute sense. And uh, when you come up against teams like City and you're playing that kind of way, you should really be punished. But luckily for Man United, City were were not not as good. Uh, as they used to play, and, and they end up being a, a very, very pretty easy uh, matches coming up. I think United go to Sheffield, which should be three points in a, a City, oh, yeah. City are at home to West Brom, uh, which again should be three points. But you look at the Premier League table, and, and coming into the Christmas period, you've got Man United in eighth and City in ninth. That's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely not good, not good results wise. Uh, another big game yesterday. Uh, Everton uh, won nil. Surprise results here uh, after a uh, twenty uh, twenty second minute penalty by Sigurdsson. Uh, that was enough to seal the deal here for Everton uh, to uh, uh, pick up a victory, uh, a well a well earned victory. It seems against Chelsea, um, who I mean they've been in pretty particularly good form too. Yeah, uh, I think Mendy's making a couple of our um, really lax decisions um, after starting the season so well for, for, for Chelsea as well. I think he went, was it seven games without conceding? And then uh, in, in Europe this week came rushing out of his goal and uh, conceded and then cost uh, Chelsea the game with uh, with his with his tackle. Uh, yeah, and... It's a. It was a poor game for for Chelsea again going forward. They just couldn't string enough attacks together uh, to to really worry um, uh, Pickford. Although Pickford did try and do what Pickford does and injure players this time, uh, trying to injure his own player by Yerry Mina. Uh, but yeah, uh, this this was a very lackluster Chelsea uh, performance, and uh, they were able to to make anything work against. Uh, against this Everton side that have really dropped off in form, uh, kind of like uh, picking up wins and and losses uh, back-to-back. But um, this will give Everton a lot of confidence that they've been able to to beat one of the the front runners for the league uh, and and take away the three points. And it was a a solid performance all the way across the border. There's not really a player I can single out on Everton's squad that I thought had a weak game. I thought everybody really stepped up and 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 played really really well. Especially considering they only had twenty eight percent of the possession, which is I think the lowest uh, on record for a team that has gone on to win um, since the three two thousand four season. So um, great result for for uh, Everton and yeah, Chelsea need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean Chelsea. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just agreeing. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea in particular, I mean, it's, it's not like it was all bad. Um, I will say they they did have uh, nearly three quarters of the possession uh, compared mm-hmm. to Everton. And also, uh, uh, it looks as though almost three times the amount of passes that Everton did as well. Yeah. Um, so it was certainly not good enough for Chelsea, I, I don't think, here. Um, 
I've got to give props to uh, Reese James though because he did try and make a, a lot of uh, a plays work and he, and he was just unable to to break through that defence and he, it seemed like a lot of the time it was it was him on his own, uh, which right. is quite lackluster when you when you think of the players in that squad and I mean with Giroud has been absolutely on form, uh, Timo Werner is the the flat track bully that we all know him for, um, and for Reese James to be the standout player and, and not get the support, yeah, it's a a very weird kind of um, um, play by Chelsea, and uh, they definitely need to learn lessons from this result. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mags, um, I know I jokingly uh, referred to Timo Werner at first as a flat track bully, um, but it seems as though that that's actually kind of proving to be the case here so far in his first season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when one of your kind of uh, biggest strengths is your uh, your pace, you would use that to full effect. Uh, what we have haven't seen uh, from his days in the Bundesliga is uh, his control. He used to be, it was almost like the ball was stuck to his feet. Uh, and we haven't really seen that. He's, he has been kind of like uh, kicking the ball quite a lot away forward and kind of chasing it very much in like the Lukaku kind of a uh, way of playing. Uh, and it, it's worked in, in some cases, but uh, against this Everton side, it was, uh, it just didn't work at all. Um, and then Calvert Lewin was able to to um, score the penalty and, and um, to uh, earn the penalty and, and uh, game over. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this perhaps because, and, and this is a question for, for both of you all, of course, but is this perhaps because uh, Timo Werner is playing out of position a little bit compared to maybe what he was previously? He's not playing as an out-and-out striker. He's more or less playing off the wings at this point. Mm-hmm. Perhaps uh, if if your uh, kind of bread and butter is uh, being in that six yard box and 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 uh, being the, the the last touch and, and getting the goals and you're not able to do that, obviously you, it's going to uh, mean that you're you're not in those positions for for goal scoring. Uh, but I think that's the fluidity of uh, many kind of Premier League teams. They don't play with a, a set out-and-out striker anymore. It's, it's kind of like a, a front three that, that can uh, cross or, um, all positions and uh, every single one of them has to play every single role, kind of like a Dutch way of playing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he, he'll uh, he'll get used to it and he seems to have with uh, with, with some of the goals that, he, that he's got, but maybe he's not going to be a 30 to 35 uh, goal uh, season person in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to playtime and and just you know getting used to that that position. And, and I, I mean, he'll have plenty of opportunity to to do that with Chelsea. I mean, they 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 normally have you know uh, very very good momentum uh, through, throughout the pitch, so he will he will have the chance to get better at it. Um, it yeah, it just depends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I I I like what I've seen of Timo Werner so far, but it's it's. I feel as though there was a very high amount of expectations on him. Mm-hmm. And for better or worse, I mean, I think that uh, Chelsea did the right thing by buying him underneath uh, um, uh, Liverpool's nose. Uh, but um, I, I I can't say that, uh, I, I mean, I can't say that as a Liverpool fan that I, I feel like I'm missing uh, a, a Timo Werner right now. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how he would have... Uh, 
I guess how how he would have contributed compared to maybe what the current front line is. And 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 I'm not being snarky. Mm. I'm, I'm actually being genuinely serious. <laughs> I don't know what else he could have. Brought. So you no. don't feel that Timo Werner would have contributed more than Bobby Firmino? You are talking out of your bottom. I don't think he would have contributed more than Diogo Jota. Diogo Jota's out for six weeks. He's he's been hit with the Liverpool yeah. curse. Yeah, and and even yeah. with those six to eight weeks, he's still going to be uh, contributing more than Timo Werner. So, oh. You know, it's you salty, salty bitch. <laughs> I'm, I don't have any problems with it. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about. Dropped points over uh, Tottenham uh, over at their game with Crystal Palace. Um, really, really interesting game here. Uh, Tottenham hit really early on in the first half in the 23rd minute with Harry Kane, obviously with a really, really good goal there. Um, only to, Unsurprising. Uh, unsurprising. Yeah. Um, there was a player, uh, Eze, for Crystal Palace, um, who <laughs> I've seen, a little, I got to see a little bit more of today, and I think everybody else did too. He played fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's a, a star in the making. He's such a great player. And I think uh, 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 Guaita in the, in the uh, Palace uh, goals was absolutely outstanding. He was, he was like a mountain uh, being able to, to stop Tottenham. But yeah, uh, uh, say it was was so good, and this was another performance where I can't see a player in the in the Palace uh, squad that that had a poor game. They really kind of stepped up and and took on their their free scoring uh, uh, challenges in in Spurs, and and really like held held their own against them, and they they absolutely were worthy of the point, uh, and at times could have potentially gone on and and on and won the game. Uh, so Spurs can really count themselves lucky that they've come away with a point uh, and and remain top with the with the the rest of the results that have happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from from what I saw of this game, it, it seems like uh, you know Kane got that that somewhat early goal. Uh, it, what was it in the twenty six twenty third minute? Uh, and then Tottenham just kind of sat back and, and was uh, really just like coasting throughout the rest of the game. And then uh, Crystal Palace does get that that late goal. Uh, that that late game goal and Tottenham just wasn't able to come back quick enough from that. And I mean, a, a draw isn't the the worst thing in the world, but with with the games that we've seen from Tottenham, this certainly could have been and, and almost should have been three points for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Well, and and we'll talk about uh, you know <laughs> big teams dropping points here momentarily. Uh, I think as we right yes should. we will, um, but. Uh, I mean, it's it, it was it would on paper be a game that Tottenham should win, especially if they if they are are uh, supposed to be title contenders in the making. I think that they've really shown themselves really really great, uh, and um, I, that I mean, but that that was in past weeks. You, you have to be consistent week in and week out, and uh, this Tottenham team has at least this season that they are not that consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, let's talk about, uh, Liverpool, Fulham, Liverpool one, Fulham one, uh, Liverpool actually, um, ridiculously lucky to get away with a draw. Um, they, they obviously got hit really, really early, um, with a, with a goal, um, by, um, 
uh, read in the the Cordova read. Mm-hmm. Really well taken goal as well. Really, uh, really classic goal. Mm-hmm. W- wonderful goal. Uh, Liverpool were saved by uh, Mohamed Salah's 79th minute penalty uh, that was given away uh, controversially uh, during a free kick. Uh, it was a handball called by the ref. Our uh, decision there, um, referee just called it straight to the spot. I mean, look, I, I tweeted it out. I said it was a harsh decision. Um, I, I think that Liverpool played really poorly today. Mm-hmm. And and they had seventy five percent of the ball, uh, and yet only created two more shots than Fulham did. Uh, Fulham were outstanding; they really, really, yeah. really were outstanding. Uh, and again, kind of like the Palace game, um, uh, I can't pick out a player who I thought was was uh, particularly weak. Um, they they just had a such a great game and and again like like a Guaita for Palace, uh, Ariola was absolutely unbeatable. Uh, yeah. It was so impressive uh, the way uh, there was a, a cross at the uh, near the end of the game and he he must have jumped about eight foot in the air to to pick the ball out of the air. It was just absolutely uh, just unbeatable and. Fulham, uh, for all the grief that we give them on on this show, uh, because of their their ridiculous honour, uh, this was a this was their best performance of the year by a long, long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I completely agree. All of what was just insane today, just, absolutely unbeatable. Uh, just just blocking some some very 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 good goals uh, or, or goal chances by, by Liverpool uh, and, and just not letting them go in at all. Uh, I, I think Fulham played very, very well defensively through, throughout the game, uh, just just shutting down momentum from Liverpool left and right. And, and uh, I mean, Liverpool just, just really wasn't – they didn't have an answer to it uh, whatsoever, uh, especially once they, they are able to find an answer for Fulham's uh, defense. You have Ariola uh, staring you down at, at the goal and just not letting anything happen. Um, This was a very interesting draw. Uh, I I think Fulham definitely deserved three points there. Uh, I I definitely disagree with the penalty, but that that is what it is. Um, Yeah, I I think it should have been 1-0, but here we are. It it was a very good game, and uh, props to Fulham. Mm. Uh, More injury problems seem to be sieging uh, upon Liverpool's uh, defense. Uh, with uh, Joel Matip exiting the game at the the halfway mark, uh, saying that he has a sore back. His back was sore. Oh, <sighs> look! Uh, <laughs> I mean, you gotta you, look. I I get that it's tough. I get it. You gotta toughen up. Like like <laughs> like I like Joel Matip is maybe one of the most injury plagued defenders that Liverpool have. Uh, maybe, maybe just one of the most injury plagued center backs in the Premier League in general. But you gotta tough that out. You're like you gotta like do something. Do do more yoga throughout the week. Do something. Do something. Especially when you kind of look at the injury worries that Liverpool have got. Yeah. It's not like they've got ready made replacements to to fit in those uh, in in those slots. And yeah, yep. you. Yeah, it's a, it's a weak reason. Then again, I suppose it's better to be safe than sorry and risk a, a long-term injury uh, and be another kind of a big name on, on the sidelines. Um, mm. 
But a point in in this weekend's results is is it's as good as the rest of the top six have got. So at least it keeps Liverpool in touching distance of of uh, the league leaders of uh, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, St- go ahead Stephen. No, I was just going to say I, I think a draw is uh, really the the best scenario that that Liverpool could have asked for in, in that game with Fulham. They were in a. a very dangerous spot, uh, I will say. So, so coming away with the draw, I mean, they got to be happy about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, they got lucky. I think Liverpool got very, very lucky. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp, depending on what Mata's results are, he might be looking again at Nat Phillips or Reese Williams to slot in at the center back position uh, going forward. We'll have to wait and see uh, what they do. Uh, the winter uh, window is just around the corner. We'll see if Liverpool uh, come up with any uh, answers or resolutions in the transfer market. Um, elsewhere around the league, Sheffield United uh, fell once again to Southampton 3 0. Uh, we, we asked last week is this the, the worst? team in the Premier League uh, <laughs> in, in Premier League history, this Sheffield United team. Um, we got some mixed results here, uh, but uh, a- another week, another loss here for Chris Wilder's team. Yeah. One point out of uh, the first 11 games is it's in- they should be incredibly worried. Uh, this this there's just no spark in this Southampton, uh, this Sheffield United team, and we said that at the beginning of the season that we didn't see where their goals were going to come from, and even with uh, the signing of Brewster, it's just it's just look up, up and down their fixture list and, and think where do they pick up a win, uh, because they're just so so weak compared to every other team in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think with Sheffield United, they're they're just a very j- disjointed team. Uh, their defense do, does not play consistently uh, w- with each other. The, their offense does not play consistently with each other, and, and they don't have that that star player that that is able to overcome any of that. And, and so you you end up with, uh, I mean, you end up with the results that you get from from Sheffield United. Yeah, and and it wasn't uh, as if uh, Southampton played particularly well. They were very, uh, uh, they were they were decent, but they weren't uh, as 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 clinical as Southampton can be. And they right. were still able to to put three goals past uh, Sheffield, not not concede um, any shots on target at all, uh, and just totally dominate the game from from the very first minute. And it was a. Uh, a very embarrassing uh, performance by Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Uh, West Ham 2, Leeds United 1. Um, very surprising result there. Uh, obviously, Leeds um, have always looked like they've, they've got some kind of spark in them, but West Ham uh, apparently very dominant. Um, Wolves and Aston Villa. Aston Villa uh, beat Wolves uh, 1-0. Uh, two red cards <laughs> that occurred within the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, this was, of course, uh, uh, after a 94th minute penalty. Um, very strange. Very, yeah. very strange last few minutes there in that game. Uh, I think for, for Wolves, or the, the brightness of uh, uh, Fabio Silva's game, uh, 
that 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 kid is uh, a future superstar. Uh, he he really kind of run Aston Villa ragged for uh, a lot of the game. I think Nelson Semedo had a really good game as well. I mean, I know he he uh, gave away the penalty, which uh, ultimately cost him the game. But uh, for for the ninety minutes, he was he was very very solid, and you know mm-hmm. Villa can can uh, thank their lucky stars that they they came away. Uh, with the winner because uh, Wolves really made it difficult for, for Villa uh, in this game. Hmm. Uh, Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Uh, goals from Almiron and Gale uh, sealed the deal. Uh, Gale, uh, of course, uh, getting the winner there in the 82nd minute. Uh, that also uh, was a very tight game. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, that, that brings us to uh, games that will be taking place later on today. Uh, Leicester City versus Brighton. Arsenal versus Burnley. Burnley and Brighton both have chances to pick up three points here from uh, some some weekend uh, sides from Leicester and Arsenal. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, see some more action, some more big teams falling. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I, I, I'd like for uh, for everybody to join in on the party. That'd be great. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. I wonder uh, how we- salty Tanner would be if, if Burnley and Brighton could both pick up victories in the... <laughs> His team struggled against shit. <laughs> I, I, I won't be at all. I mean, you, you'll really be doing me a favor, uh, if nothing else. So, you know, cheers to the both of you if you do pick up a victory. Fair enough. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. See? Look how, look how big of dicks you guys look like now. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We do have games coming up in the midweek as well. Wolves, Chelsea, that should be interesting on Tuesday. Manchester City, West Brom, less interesting. Um, <laughs> Arsenal. Wow. <laughs> Arsenal, Southampton on Wednesday. Um, that should be a lot of fun. Everton, Leicester on Wednesday. Leeds, Newcastle also on Wednesday. End to end. Very into end. Uh, Crystal Palace, West Ham. Go on. Fill in the blank. It's on. Wednesday. There you go. Nailed it. And uh, of course, the main <laughs> event: Liverpool, Tottenham, a battle for the top spot. Uh, also on Wednesday. Surely, uh, the main event is Villa versus Burnley on Thursday. I mean, you, for, for as far as Thursday is concerned, yes, it, that is certainly a big one because um, both Manchester United and Sheffield United will will certainly find a way for both teams to lose that. Game. <laughs> um, so there you go. Oh, this man. is the most uh, wonderful time of the year as far as games go. You have a big run of games up through uh, the uh, the holidays. Uh, so uh, let's let's hope that all the players stay safe and uh, you know <laughs> stay secure. You know this is a this is a a tough run of form for a lot of teams in um, unprecedented times. So let's let's hope that uh, the in, the the schedule is not further plaguing um any team uh that, that'd be that'd be horrific um yeah. so stay safe everybody wear your masks all that good stuff um gentlemen uh i guess it would be yeah there you go steven Put, putting on the mask there um <laughs> I, I know we've done a quick dash here of uh radio techers doing this uh this round of results 
Um, is there anything else that y'all can think of uh, before we get to the uh, goals of the week and the uh, uh, player of the week? No, I think, I think we've covered the, ma- the majority of the talking points here. There was uh, not as, as much action this weekend uh, as compared to other weekends, so you can only talk about what you are given. And unfortunately, the Premier League have not giveth this weekend. <laughs> It more or less, they taketh away. As far as <laughs> yes, VAR definitely taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Alrighty, well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about goals of the week. Um, uh, Klopp hopes that Matip will be fit in time for Wednesday's clash with Tottenham. He had a back spasm. Did it? Oh. He has a back spasm, so you know that's that's what they say. That's what they say. Um, yeah, let's talk about goal of the week and um, uh, player of the week. I think that there's a uh, there's some good stuff here that we can talk about. Um, Mags, what did you believe was goal of the week? Top ten. So, so I've I've got two in mind, and they're both from the same game, the Newcastle versus West Brom game. Um, Obviously, we had the quickest game of the year with Almerion. Uh, a beautiful um, kind of no-look through ball from uh, Joe Linton to, to set him up. I'm actually going to go with uh, uh, Dwagel's header, uh, and mainly because of the inch-perfect cross from uh, from Jacob Murphy to, to find him in a, in a very packed box, uh, and uh, Gale was able to... to Perfectly head the ball uh, against the bar uh, to pick up the win very late in the game. So yeah, I'm going to go with Dwagel. Hmm, that's a, not not a bad pick. And I apologize for my camera rattling there. My dog <laughs> Millie was getting up from underneath the table and just smacked the side oh, of the table. Oh, Millie! So well, there you go. She's clearly not a Dwagel fan. No, clearly <laughs> not a Newcastle fan. It seems. Yeah. Um, Stephen, goal of the week, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, for for me, it's it's pretty simple, honestly. I, I'm going with the uh, the uh, Fulham Liverpool game with with the goal from Bobby Reed, honestly. Uh, the assist from Lookman. The, the this game w- was really really interesting to me, just because it both teams were in uh, you know very rare form for themselves, I guess. Uh, and, and seeing a goal that good come from Fulham against a team as good as Liverpool was really, really exciting for me to see. So, uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's easy. It's got to be the Bobby Green goal. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's not a bad pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Harry Kane's goal against Crystal Palace. Nice long-range goal there. Uh, Two weeks in a row, Harry Kane. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, he he's he's making he's making a lot of uh, headway there with his goal scoring capabilities. He's very good. <laughs> no, <laughs> he probably he probably won't. Maybe we'll, we'll we we don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. This dog over here is looking at me like it's my fault that the camera moved. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, play week. Uh, we've got goals of the week. We have got player of the week. Um, player of the week for me. Um, I'm actually going to go in a little bit of the opposite direction. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, um, I'm I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name properly. Uh, the goalkeeper for Crystal Palace, uh, uh Guiata. is that his name? Guiata. Guiata. 
Guaita. Guaita. There you go. Thank you. Guaita. Um, I thought that he put in a, a fantastic performance here uh, today uh, and uh, kept Crystal Palace in the game, you know, which is, I mean, you can't really ask much more than that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Had some really, really good blocks and really good save attempts on goal from a Tottenham team that really was trying to pick up the victory here. Uh, but Guaita uh, certainly uh, came in. And uh and blocked all those uh those attempts so good stuff there and thank you Mags for the assist and the pronunciation yeah that was clutch <laughs> <laughs> Guaita I like that last name that, that's it rolls off the tongue it's nice <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for my player of the week I'm I'm in the same kind of mindset as uh as Tanner I'm gonna go with a goalkeeper uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, Ariola from from Fulham. I think he was uh, outstanding uh, today. Uh, really, kind of uh, cemented why Fulham uh, deserved to come away with the three points and were robbed by uh, those uh, thieving Liverpool gypsies. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with wow. Ariola. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I thought I thought Ariola was absolutely outstanding. It was almost offensive what you said. I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ariola. If you if you good. want offensive, go and check out After Dark Six. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is tame compared to the shit that we were Extremely. saying. Extremely, right? <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's clarify the the things that you. Oh, were look at him selling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! No, for uh, for my player of the week, I, I gotta agree with Max. Uh, I, I'm also gonna go with Ariola. Uh, I think I don't know if like maybe it's just because I, I don't know if that's just because this game is fresh in my mind or, or something. But uh, yeah, Ariola was insane out there, just just absolutely dominant. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Uh, he he was very very good, and very dominant. You can't uh, you, you really can't fault. Uh, uh, Fulham for picking him up. I think that was probably their best acquisition by a long shot this past summer. Um, yeah, good stuff from them. So yeah, good, good all the way around. Good picks for a goal and player of the week. Um, I, I appreciate you guys keeping in and, and, and staying with us here during this episode. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode than the norm, but like Mag said, we, we can only we can only really produce what we're given and it's, right <laughs> well you know it's yeah it's it's been a it's been a week um <laughs> um let's see here uh what we will be doing here is we'll be talking about uh our um uh i guess our all-stars our our mvp picks uh mm-hmm. for um uh, the the 2019-2020 season um, as uh, we are uh, nearing the end uh, of the year. So um, get your uh, we'll, we'll get some picks in here as who we believe are our MVPs, best game, um, maybe best team and best manager. I think is what we we determined. So uh, Mags, Steve, and I will all be making selections here uh, for what we believed uh, fits those categories. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Good deal. Uh, well, uh, let me see here. Mags, where can we find more of your content? Okay. At foul underscore original or go to fouloriginal.com. See my pretty little bird face. I will be eating very, very greasy chicken. 
That was so greasy, that chicken. So oh, man, yeah. How is the there grease thing on the top of the box? The box was wet. It was wet. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can follow me at dear Jacob down there. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Very good. Uh, Steven, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can uh, find me on, on Twitter, obviously, uh, at Grudy Steven right there. You can also find me uh, on here, Radio Techers, uh, as well as uh, as well as Headlock Talk. Good stuff. Good yes, stuff. indeed. Uh, you can all, you can follow me on Twitter at Texas Gentleman underscore. Uh, you can also find more of my content also at Headlock Talk as well as right here on Radio Techers. You no, know, the the thing with the thing with the little bell and the thumbs up and the notification. You should do all of those things right now, right here, right now. Hit the thumbs up, uh, j- just like that. Thumb, thumbs up. Give us a thumbs up uh, right there on YouTube. Hit the bell for notifications and subscribe here uh, to Shooting the Sports-ish where you can view all of our good sporting content. Uh, There's a lot of it. (laughs) There's a lot of it, guys. Uh, So there's plenty uh, for you as a sports fan uh, to tune in for here on Shooting the Sports-ish. If you're listening to this on podcast form, uh, we definitely would appreciate a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, 